Hi again, everybody, moms and dads, boys and girls, you're in the chatter zone. Colleen, we've got great, great news. We've tried to get this topic on for, what, a bunch of episodes. I know. I'm excited about this. Six months or more. Episode, yep. Yeah. Maybe more. Episode number. 115. And we'll begin with the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious gracious Virgin Virgin Mary. Mary. That never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And thank you to the good folks over at Hotworks. On Holiday Drive. Here in Dubuque. Getting us all back tuned up after... Uh, and I would say getting us back into shape, but round's a shape. Yeah. So, you know, right? That's when I say round is a and shape. And many of us are round. Many of us are Of course, are round. many of us are in much better shape after all of the uh, 22, 24 inches of snow we had. Here. All that shoveling? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Have places I didn't know I had places of <laughs> doing that. They all hurt. So, Colleen, we said we we teased at the opening that we've been trying to get this show going for mm-hmm. at least six months, maybe mm-hmm. maybe longer. Al Kleesner is in the house, and Larry Pape, and they're with the Centennial Cross Incorporated, which is your old stomping cross. It is. I looked at this cross every day of my childhood. I'm sure people know the cross we're talking about out in Key West. Some people say it's green. Some people say it's blue. I think it depends on the atmosphere, doesn't it? Depends how much humidity is in the air. Yeah. So Al, you and I talked uh, the other night, and uh, you brought Larry along. You guys are are trying to do this, but uh, let's start with who you guys are and how we got started, because this is a great story, and I think we got to go back to the beginning. And and Larry keeps going back to the centennial, and uh, this is this is great stuff. So. Al, open us up. Who are you, and what are you doing, and where are we going with this? Okay, my name is Al Kleesner. Um, I am a member of the uh, Casey Council 510, also a member of the uh, Centennial Cross mm-hmm. Incorporated. And uh, the cross formerly belonged to the Archdiocese of Dubuque, and... Um, it was purchased by the what is known as the Joliet Building Corporation uh, a dozen years or so ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the Knights of Columbus themselves could not own property. So it was... Uh, that's right, that's right. It was... Uh, organization was set up to buy that, and uh, uh, we uh, had been supporting it uh, since we had purchased it. Now, the, the Joliet Building Corporation, for those who don't remember, that would be the uh, business that owned the Knights of Columbus down on, on uh, Locust Street for so many years. That is that is correct. They had to be the owner of that since, uh, like you said, the, the KCs could not be owners of, uh, right. of property. So right. uh, uh, we had the JBC, what we call the JBC, was set up to... Uh, to do the business part of it, and, and uh, we uh, developed an event center there and uh, mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. had owned the uh, the cross and took care of having it uh, lit uh, and tried to keep it lit 
but running into problems later on with the the growth of the trees and the the those tre- darn trees. The darn trees. They they grew up taller. <laughs> Who uh, planted these trees? Taller than the cross. So then we uh, had to come up with some kind of a solution to to try and uh, alleviate that problem so everybody could see it. Let's talk about the Centennial Cross. That's the title of it, uh, Larry. But the Centennial, which means 100 years, that's not 100 years as of today. This is the Centennial of? The Archdiocese of Dubuque. So yes. let's let's reconfigure everybody's timeline. Let's go in, the, what did they call that? The Wayback way Machine? machine. We've got to go in the Wayback Machine here. Take us back to the beginning of the Archdiocese. When was the centennial? And then bring us up to 2024, please. Well, the Archdiocese. And this is Larry Pape, by the way. So oh, yeah, you've got to say yes. hi, Larry. Hi. Yeah, okay. Hi, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's done this before. He's going to fit in just fine. <laughs> the Archdiocese was uh, founded in 1837, so that's why the, the Centennial Cross was built in 1937. That was the 100. 100- hundred years and that's why they call it the centennial cross now and just to give everybody another point that's years before statehood for iowa Mm -hmm. which is 1846 Mm -hmm. i believe okay so this is um wow 11 uh nine years nine years i got it i can do math nine years before all right quit laughing guys (laughs) That's a big deal, Larry. Yes, it is, yeah. Um, I can. What else I can tell you is that, well, we talked before, the Archdiocese of Dubuque stretched from here all the way out to the Wyoming, state of Wyoming. Wow. Isn't that something? And, and of course, they didn't have trains and buses and stuff like that to ride in, so it was a big deal, yeah. No, no uh Super bullet train from Dubuque to Cheyenne. Right, huh? right, exactly. Nothing going on yeah. there. Wow, that's a big diocese. And I think it went north, maybe to Minnesota or Canada, perhaps. Perhaps all the, through Minnesota to. Yeah. Would that be correct? I am not sure of that, but it sounds like mm-hmm. yes. Well, wasn't there a story? Remember, Loris College did that movie called. Um, Man of Deeds was that the mm-hmm. Bishop Loris story, and I thought there was a story in that movie where Bishop Loris went up the Mississippi and then headed toward the Twin Cities by canoe. Oh my! Yeah, hmm. you guys remember that story? So I, yeah. I, I have a feeling that the Archdiocese of Dubuque went into Minnesota. I don't know if it went as far oh, as did. the Twin yeah, Cities, but did. back in those days, that's that's a long way. And would it be Basically. correct, uh, Larry? So the Dubuque Diocese not archdiocese it was founded as a, a diocese is the second diocese west of the mississippi save st louis i believe that's correct yeah. yep okay mm. yeah and it's the smallest archdiocese i believe in the country yes yeah. now yeah now it is yeah. yeah yeah all right we got sidetracked larry that's yeah. some of the uh, beginnings of the diocese of dubuque in 1837 then what so in 1937 when the they decided to put up the cross and to put the lights on um, the people in Key West and the, the 510 people and, and, and Conlon, Tim Conlon's grandfather, were the ones that came up with the idea, and Conlon did the work for it and installed it. So let's just be clear. So we're talking 1937. It's the parish, which is St. Joseph, Key West. Correct. The Knights of Columbus 510, uh, 510 Council, which... 
Wow, that's a long time ago for a Knights of Columbus Council. And then the Conlon family? Correct. Hmm. Yes. Wow. Yep. Who, by the way, just to give a shout-out to our guy, Tim right. Conlon, who's the grandson of the, the uh, gentleman who put the Centennial Cross up? Correct. Tim Conlon, Citizen of the Year of Dubuque uh, for 2023. Four. Is it? Is it three or four? Twenty-three, four? I believe. Three. Is that oh, how it goes? Okay. Congratulations to Tim Conlon. Yes. God bless Tim. Yes, that's right. All right. So these groups start building the Centennial Cross. Correct. 1962, then, is when they put the lights on. Mm. And that was by Frank Hardy Advertising. Oh, Frank. Oh. Frank. Uh, Louis, Louis Hendricks was the fellow that, Put all the lights and all that came up with a great idea mm-hmm. to do all that. The, the problem, of course, is that they're neon bulbs, and as you were just saying, uh, there it was seldom that the cross was completely lit mm-hmm. because the neon bulbs broke easily from tree limbs and stuff like that, or even from birds. Oh, mm-hmm. sure, I never uh, thought of the uh, birds. Yeah, the crows and that would peck at it. So um, we've been toying with the idea of doing something different for quite a while, for a long time, actually, probably over 20 years. So say again, what year did the lights go in? 1962. Correct. Frank Hardy and Company, Louis Hendricks. Right. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Yep. Put that in there. And the cross still is the property of the now Archdiocese of Dubuque in 62. Is that true? Or? In 62. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. What what happens next after sixty two, Larry? Well, like I said, all the lights were getting broken out all the time. We couldn't do anything with raising the cross. That is a, a, a forest reserve or preserve there, so we can't take down trees or anything like that. Uh, so the next really p- plan that we <laughs> a forest preserve in Key West. Uh-huh. Wow. And so we had to come up with something different, and this, that's where we come up with the idea then of trying to raise it and then relight it with, uh, well, the new new styles, you know. The, so they won't let you do what? Run that by me again. They won't let you do what in the forest preserve? We can't cut trees down. Oh, you can't cut trees down, but you can elevate the cross we higher. We can elevate okay. the cross So higher. how many feet are you going to elevate the cross? Well, we're going to, uh, presently, it's 75 feet, correct? Correct. Uh, higher than it currently is. No, it, no. it is 75 oh, feet. So, okay. So we're the going cross to, is 75 or the, the entire the, structure? Uh, the, the, entire, the entire cross is right now is 75 feet, and we're going to raise it to a height of 137. Oh, good. Wow. Which should put it above the trees. Mm-hmm. The base of the cross should be above the trees. So okay. You'll, wow. you'll see because right, right now the whole cross is below the top of the trees mm. well i'm going to say uh without the lights i have difficulty picking it out mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the trees and i love trees by the mm-hmm. way but you know when those lights are on you can see that cross out highway 20 like menards mm-hmm. um past mm-hmm. that mile hill if you know what way to look you can see that little turquoise light and you know the cross is lit right you can see it a long way wow okay 1962 uh where did we leave off uh larry well, let me think. Well, we've come up now with the idea of of changing it, raising it, and then and putting the different lights on it to make it more visible and, and should not have a problem with any trees blocking it or anything like that. So now you said at that time it belonged to the archdiocese, but now it no longer belongs to the archdiocese. Yeah. When did that happen? 12 years ago, you thought? No. 
four years, five years ago. Somewhere around oh, the, that we bought it from the diocese. Okay. Around, around COVID, no, when COVID it, came it's out. Longer, around COVID. It's longer than that, I believe. But but the uh we the, bought it from we bought it from the archdiocese because of uh our plans to do this, so we wanted to have it in our name rather than mm-hmm. the arch mm-hmm. and the archdiocese was more than happy to uh get rid of it, let's put it that way. Sure. And sure. so we bought the uh um uh, Cross from the archdiocese for a token, mm-hmm. and um, then since you had a coupon, is what you're saying. That, that's what, that's <laughs> correct, <laughs> and with the intent that we're going to do this work. And then, uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, COVID happened, and uh, a lot of things got uh, set aside that we were planning to do because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that same period of time, we ended up. Uh, selling our building because we had people interested in buying it and uh COVID had hurt us a little bit too so we needed to do something about mm-hmm. surviving right and so uh we ended up selling that and then uh selling the building on, selling on the building August. and then the the uh, uh JBC after all of that since we didn't own the building all we owned all the JBC owned was the cross then um uh, and JBC is the Julian Joliet Building Corporation. Building Corporation. So right. then we created the Centennial Cross Corporation, and did a quick claim deed to deed that over to the Centennial Cross organization. There we go. There we go. The cross is unique in construction, by the way. I just saw my notes here. So the size and the lighting is the only cross in the world with these features. Really? So <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And a testimony to the faith of the people 100 years ago. Right. That they would put a cross that big up and then throw lights on it. I mean, that's awesome. Well, actually, it's coming up almost on 200 years, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Soon. 18... 18- 37? Wow. And we're in 2024. But the cross was in 1937. Okay, Okay. I see what the archdiocese was 1837. So whose idea in the the centennial again was uh, it was uh, Oh, who came up with the idea of doing this? Well, Key West, St. Joe's Key West, um, the Knights of Columbus 510, Conlon Construction and the Archdiocese had something to do with it. We're not sure exactly what, the, the, it's kind of vague there, but obviously they had something to say sure. about it. Right, uh, right. Especially since that area was was purchased by uh, Bishop Loris and was going to be Loris College. That's right. You know, there's Tell that, that road story, there. Uh, yeah. Colleen, that's I, your neighborhood. Yeah, it is. And I don't know much of the story because, of course, it wasn't there when I was growing up. But there was that road. As you look at the cross, it's just to the left underneath the cross. And I think it's Mount Bernard Road. Yeah. And that's where Mount Bernard Seminary was mm-hmm. originally way before my time. So this is all right. I'm just going off of. Um, and then did they move the seminary to what Mount Loretto? Is that right? Where the chancery is now and the... Um, I think St. Bernard's went to the one up here on... I think St. Carter. Oh, on Carter. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Carter right. and, uh, and uh, Asbury. Asbury. That's Robles. right. That's yeah. right. So that's yeah. where the seminary went. But I didn't realize the Loris College connection. So 
What's the connection with the seminary, St. Bernard's Seminary, and Loris? When Bishop Loris bought that property, he, he had in mind to have Loris College there. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I'm not sure what changed, but something changed their mind, and they ended up building the town. Hmm. <laughs> and why St. Bernard? Did he have a devotion? I know he had a devo- Well, he was friends with St. John Vianney. Mm-hmm. Right, he was St. John Vianney's tutor, talking, uh, Matthias Loris. Yes, yeah. 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 that's correct. He, yeah. Yeah, he was, in fact, yeah, he taught him. Yeah, he did. And yeah. in fact, he was so frustrated with John Vianney and his slow learning that he cracked him over the head with his chalkboard. That's a true story. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the book, and and of course, John Vianney, being a saint, apologized for being so stupid, and so then Matthias had pity on them. But they were then lifelong friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and spoke French. Instead well, of Latin. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Larry Pape is in the house along with Al Kleesner. You're on the uh, Chatter, episode 115. We're talking about this beautiful cross south of Dubuque in, in uh, Key West. And we're going to get some more stories. You guys got some stories? We're going to tell stories. That's great. Right after this break on FM 98.3 KCRD. We're back. This is the Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. What a show. We're talking about the Centennial Cross for the Archdiocese of Dubuque on the south side of uh, Dubuque. Uh, years ago, Key West was way out there, mm-hmm. out, the, uh, out the, bo- the boonies, boonies, as it were, uh, not so much anymore, but uh, we've, we've got some stories. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Al Kleesner's with us. Larry Pape is with us. Colleen, uh, you got all kinds of wonderings. Well, we were talking a little bit on the break, and so we want to bring it back to this about this the new cross. So tell us about how they're going to do this. Because um, this is new information to me. Okay. Right. So I don't know, Larry or Al, which one wants to take the question, but how are they going to construct this? Well, they, um, we originally uh, had plans to... Uh, just add on to the cross and raise it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the engineers and architects and stuff uh, decided it would be better off to start all over and uh, s- do a new cross instead. See, I thought, Al, I thought you were just going to take that cross and get a helicopter and raise it <laughs> 75 more feet. Yeah, well, they, they thought it would be more efficient to do it all new because... Uh, one of the things, if we kept it old, we'd have to uh, basically change every bolt out and stuff to make sure that everything was uh, going to last another 7,500 years or whatever. Right, right. So they decided best if we just started over and, and went up with a new cross. I wonder if there would be a way to take the old cross apart and people could buy a section of it, and that could help fundraise for the new cross. Everybody gets a bulb. Yeah. <laughs> or, an, or a bolt and a nut. <laughs> that might be better because I don't know if there's any bulb oh. left up there with the, after, over the years with the birds and the, yeah. and, the, and the trees because it hasn't been lit for about four years. So this is new information because I've been talking to people around town, Larry, and saying we're going to raise the cross. So mm-hmm. uh, in my ignorance, I'm thinking we're just going to take that centennial cross and somehow get it 
on a bigger perch, a higher perch, but not so. No, we're going to raise it higher is what it is, so mm. right. not necessarily add to it. So Right, and it's an entirely new construction with, with a cross. So, so on a concrete base? Yes. So the base will be significantly higher so that the cross also is higher, right? Correct. So will the size of the cross also be increased? Yes, yes it oh, will. So it'll be yeah. bigger. So we're going from 75 feet above terrain today in the forest preserve <laughs> and we're going to go to 137 feet is that the top of the cross is that's, that what we're saying that's the top top of the cross right. will be yep. so as colleen's asking how big's the base how big's the uh cross and how's that compare to what what it is today bases we can probably read it off of here we're, we're getting into blueprints right now folks we are but this is interesting i think yeah because we have to tear everything down. The cross has to come down. I believe they're going to do that at the end of January. This year, this year. 24. Yeah, this yes. year. And and so they're going to tear that down, and then we have to redo the base, the concrete base. And we had to get a, a variance from, from the county to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We had to get the FAA involved with... Oh, stop it. The with, FAA? With, yeah. with raising it because it... it might affect the airplanes. Airports, right there. Exactly. It's it is just outside of the uh, the approach, the north approach to the airport. So we had to get the <laughs> FFA approval to wow. uh, to raise it. So county approval, right? Federal Aviation Administration approval. Right. What else? Well, also the neighbors. We had to ask them if we can use go through their property to do this kind of thing because there's no easy way to get up there with any equipment. So are they going to make a road, or how are they going to do that? Well, Dr. Fields has offered to let us come through his property, which we're going to go up his driveway and through his yard. Wow. Uh, wow. And, and yeah, thank, that's a thank big you, deal. Thank you, Dr. Fields. It is a big exactly. deal. Thank wow. you, Dr. Yeah. Fields is right. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen there. And, and um, I think they plan on pouring the concrete yet. If the weather holds up and, and the ground stays froze, it does get frozen. We, we couldn't do anything earlier because the ground hasn't been froze. Right. Um, but You're I, talking frozen to get trucks and correct. equipment. and. Yep, yep, exactly. So are we taking the old concrete base out? I believe that's the plan We're now, yes, and start all over. Any idea what the height and dimensions of that concrete, concrete base is? Because it's... In total, cross and base, 75 feet today, right? Yes. The concrete base uh, will probably be about, what, 22 feet square, something like that, Alan, maybe maybe just about that high, possibly. And so it's a pretty good size a good, base here. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so we we also uh, have, Comelec um, uh, uh, has some dishes up there on that cross, out of what can't be seen now and they will not be seen in the new one because they're going to be at the base of that where the oh. cross is mm. so these are communication satellites to Correct. heaven or yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're downloading prayers is what you're saying. yeah yeah so you know all that kind of stuff had to be uh, considered and taken care of we think we've got a good plan going and conlon is the one that's been spearheading this thing and so, so this is in a forest preserve, county owned. Is county no private property. private property? Private property. How does it get a forest preserve 
designation? Is that from the county or from it's a state? From the county or state, I would uh, guess. When are just. Uh, I'm sure the property owner has to apply for it, and there are rules and regulations according if it's, if it's a forest preserve. There are rules that you can't cut trees down, and sure, you, I think you can clean up if trees uh, fall because of storms and stuff. But you know, you can't just go cut trees down. So the the base of the existing cross um, it appears to me, Colleen, when I look, that there's some kind of a hill there. Yes, is that is that is the is the uh, cross on the peak of the hill or on the side of the hill as it's approaching the peak how it'd be up on the peak uh, on the northern part of the hill but on the peak so as as high as you could get based on that that'd be pretty good size hill colleen Mm -hmm. that's a big hill i mean that's your old backyard isn't it and it's a big hill (laughs) and you played in the forest preserve (laughs) we just looked at that cross we love that cross some people have played up there and and some people have climbed it and and climbed the cross and that's some way possibly why some of the lights got broken also yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. old sparky up on the tower again well this is interesting so the base is going to come out you're going to put a new base and a new cross totaling 137 feet on the north side of the um face of the hill we won't call it a mountain but around here we have good size hills mm-hmm. north side of that what's the uh, composition of the th- 137 feet uh, how big is that new cross and how how big is the new uh, what do we call it i call it a pedestal but that's probably not uh, correct the big concrete base yeah the concrete base is uh, what we're it's going to also have a what we call a bunker in it so we can put some of the equipment in there instead of having it outside. Oh, my. You know, our electrical equipment and stuff like that. Really? And um, uh, our our base right now, our, our the only property we own is, what, 25 feet by 25 feet. That is that is the size of the property that is owned by the Centennial Cross. Wow. So that is one reason we had to get the variance from the county because the cross member on top, extends farther than 25 feet out mm. which so left to right the cross member of this cross would would is going to be would would more uh, than 25 feet wide well it is right now also uh-huh. but they did not have county variances and that sort of things you know so you've been uh, way back in 1937 yeah great grandfathered in is what you're saying mm-hmm. wow and so it says here in the press release that the cross will be lit on both sides with LED lighting. Was it both sides before? No, currently the, the, the old cross was only lit on the one side, the one side facing... North side? The, the north side facing uh, Mount Olivet Cemetery and mm-hmm. Key West. Mm-hmm. So this time we're putting the LED lights on and we are putting them on both sides, the north and the south. LED, and they should last significantly longer yeah not not too many people want to climb all the way up and replace them all the time so but they will be replaceable is that yes true yeah um same color same color i believe darn close to it the the real question is what color is it all right is it blue is it green is it turquoise (laughs) yeah well it's always called the blue cross Um, yeah uh, but as the ball as the neon bulbs would burn out sometimes it would turn red and there was times when people really? would call me on the phone and say, what's going on with the cross? The, 
the heart part, the part of the center of the cross was red. Mm. And they thought we had done something or somebody had done something to make it hmm. Interesting. show that way. But yeah, just something with Isn't neon balls. That's how rumors get started. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And you realize that pilots use that also as, as a beacon to, to know when they're getting close to the airport. Mm. Well, I was wondering about that, Larry, because you need FAA uh, and I'm trying to remember radio towers. Is it more than 100 feet that you've got to light the tower? Right. And this tower will be lit, but uh, when the bulbs go out, it's not lit. Um, well, is there going to be a red beacon on top of the uh, cross they, for the uh, they said FAA? As long, they said as long as we keep it lit all the time that we don't have to have a red light up on top of it. As long as it's always lit. We plan on keeping it lit 24 hours. Well, of course we would. Sure. Wouldn't we? Why would we throw a 137-foot cross up there and not light it? <laughs> so we're getting all kind of government agency compliance uh, conversation in here. People, the listeners will know more about forest preserves and the aviation administration. Well, what's most important for listeners to know is how they can be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't talked about the price tag. This can't be uh, just some pocket change. No, we have uh, come up with a uh, a uh, total that we are looking to raise for this project of $350,000. Wow. That would pay for the construction of the cross and and uh, the lighting of the cross and... and uh, and the foundation and the correct the, yeah uh, service and, and room. also hopefully we'd have uh, money left over to have a maintenance fund for replacing bulbs that burn out or get broken or whatever else mm-hmm. needs to be taken care of. So, um, so that, that that's your goal. That is our, that is our goal. That's our, what we plan on three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, whenever we first talked about this. Uh, Right, right before COVID, we uh, we're, we're coming up with a figure about a hundred thousand less. But since COVID came, the price mm-hmm. of steel rose tremendously. It's just crazy. Al. Inflation and so mm-hmm. on. So wow. that kind of uh, hurt our original budget. So we had to uh, increase our total mm-hmm. uh, cost for the project. So if people wanted to donate, be a part of this project, I'm going to. This oh, yeah. is exciting. Um, what's the best way? The, is it a phone number? Is it a website? It's a, what's the best way for someone to call and say or hop in and donate? Well, we do have, uh, we do have a website set up, uh, centennialcross.org, isn't it? I think I got it right yeah. here, yeah. centennialcross.org. And um, if you go on to the website, uh, there's all kinds of information that we have on there about the cross and what we're trying to do. There's also what they call a donate button where you push it and you can put in your information and and donate uh, whatever amount you uh, would like to donate. And uh, that automatically goes into our fund mm-hmm. whenever you do that. Love and it. and Love then it. there's also another way to do it. We have uh, set up a, um, a post office box, and our post office box in the, our downtown in Dubuque is post office box 1315. 
P.O. Box 1315, Dubuque, Iowa. That post office zip code is 0045204. Post office box 1315. I'm pretty good at math. We only need 350 people with $1,000 No, I'm on your website. That is and I'm looking. <laughs> You're already raising money. You've got a great start on this. According yeah, they are, they are posting as we keep getting money in we're we're posting on the website mm-hmm. what we're up to so yeah a little icon of a cross here yeah. and it's going up and the I fundraising progress as of january 15th that was just last week so this is pretty up to date is over 150 thousand yes. raised yeah. that's so we're almost awesome halfway. yes yeah. that's wonderful we'll get there there's a lot of good people in town we'll get there so let's ask the tough question why i mean larry why 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 do, the, why do the cross? Well, it's a symbol of Christian faith here in in this area and and even under the old system the way when we had the old cross there, we had people donate from all across the archdiocese. I had people uh, people call me from Lawler, Iowa, mm-hmm. northeast. And and so it, it, that was really something. I thought, boy, people are really like this, you know, they they're Want to be involved in in, uh, mm-hmm. in in doing this thing? So, uh, yeah. And at that time, that was when the the witness was still being published. So, the uh, archdiocese Arch- newspaper. newspaper. Yeah. So then, this information reached out to the whole right archdiocese. So that's why you're getting people from Lawler and mm-hmm. and other communities that would be mm-hmm. willing to uh, you know donate towards it. So, mm-hmm. wow. It's a good thing. It's a great cause. And so it's a 501c3, so anyone yes, that donates, is. they can take that on their tax. Completely contract. tax deductible, Correct. right? That's right. Great. It's yep. good yep. to know, too. Colleen's going to go out with the uh, welding tools and start cutting out bolts and pieces here and say <laughs> they're doing that. Hey, our uh, guests are Larry Pape and Al Kleesner. They're with the Centennial Cross Corporation, the nonprofit corporation that is raising $350,000 to relight, regrow. Uh, how is it here? I like this. Raise, renew, and relight. Hmm. That was your idea? No, it Al? was, uh, it was uh, uh, Greg Burkett came up with that idea. He's, oh, sure. He, oh. he runs the Duke Advertiser. And yeah. He's a good guy. All right, we're going to take a break here on FM 98.3 KCRD. This is The Chatter, and we'll be back with Larry Pape and Al Kleesner right after these announcements. back in the chatter zone this is the 115th episode of the podcast you can get that on uh, kcrd-fm.org on the mobile app and uh, we broadcast Three i was going to say live but no we broadcast semi live on friday and saturday at one in the afternoon and six o'clock on uh, sunday, su- night. sunday night yeah. the chatter brought to you by that works. Yes. Our over friends on. over there on Holiday Drive. Holiday Drive. Get in a sauna and work out, basically, I think. Or pray for snow and get a shovel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which Isn't is what something? I've been doing. Yeah. That's something. Doing that. 
Larry Papes in the house, Al Schrader. We're talking about the centennial. Al Kleesner. What did I say? Schrader. Hi, Al Schrader, if you're listening. <laughs> I got my Knights of Columbus is all messed up here. Hmm. Al Kleesner. Larry Pape in the house with the uh, Centennial Cross Corporation. This is this is big stuff here. So, do we got some stories, Larry? What, what well, do you I have got? one from the air traffic controller, uh, Paul Schmidt. I don't know if you know. I'm afraid to listen. Oh, you know what? He grew up in my neighborhood. Well, he raised his family in my neighborhood. I'd That's, forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah, but he he talked about uh, different times that pilots would call in and and uh, mention to him, "Oh, we see the cross. We see the blue cross. So we got to be getting close." You know. Oh. This probably would have been in inclement weather where mm-hmm. they were trying to find their way to the airport. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it was quite, quite a deal. Paul talked about that a lot. Well, you know, it is important. People that are not familiar with the topography around Dubuque probably think there's no way you're flying into a mountain in Dubuque, Iowa, but right? You could. But you could. So yeah. you want to avoid that big hill, right? So as yeah. the crow flies across to airport, uh, it's not very far, is it? No. That's probably straight line, mile and a half. Is that it? Wow. Not not too mm, far. That's pretty close. I think I if I'm that pilot seeing the cross, I'd say, we must be getting close. I think I'd say, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> yeah, the, like the planes fly over my house where I live now and mm-hmm. uh, on that same approach. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I can see the lights of the airport and I can see the, the lights of the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what an evangelization tool, right? I mean, all those planes that come in filled with people. Right? They're seeing a cross, the largest lit cross in the world. That is evangelization. And the cross is going to, yeah, it is, and I'm trying to figure that out. It's, so it's on the nor- facing north on, on this hill in Key West by Mount Olivet Cemetery. Right. So it faces north up toward Highway 20, right? F- faces north toward Key West. Tor- toward, Key, toward Key West. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's hard to... You know, the river does that here. And the new arterial. And the, and the, right there. Mm-hmm. And the new arterial. But we're going to light the backside of it, which is, so we're going to see this on 151? Hopefully. Is that, is that the way? That's, that's correct. 161 and 151, yeah. Which is what triggered this when Colleen's saying this is an evangel. We're going to get twice the evangelization now because we're going to be lit on the backside on, mm-hmm. on 151 coming up. How many cities have a 137-foot LED-lit cross <laughs> welcoming people to town. Yes. Not many. Nobody. Not, not many, that's right. But, Larry, you said uh, something earlier in the segment. Um, there's nothing like this in the country? or That's correct. Of this size, this of, magnitude? Of the, of the, yeah, that construction and that size, that's correct. Wow. Yeah. The only one in the world, I believe. Look at my in notes. the world? In the world. I'm, yes, I can believe only, that. Only cross in the world with these features. That is that is something to be proud of, in a good way proud. Well, you mentioned earlier we, we need some help because we're uh, trying to get to 350 mm-hmm. You said it was about a $250 project before 2020 when everything went crazy. Right. So we increased $100,000 just like that. So Correct. I guess uh, inflation's here to stay, so... The more people that can give, you've got the cash, you can buy the uh, material out of the supply chain. That, that It's best to do it here. Mm-hmm. Um, that post office box is 1315. Colleen, get your 
Key West guys going on. This. I think so. I'm, I mean, as a graduate of St. Joe's Key West, I think every member of the church out in Key West or an alum of St. Joe Key West should be donating to this effort. Right. Now, I, I made the uh, call out, um, you know, 350 guys, and let, let's let go, Al, uh, you know, $1,000 a piece, but maybe $1,000 isn't realistic for some families or individuals, but mm-hmm. any gift Correct. is, is any, all right. Any gift is certainly appreciated, yes. Or maybe even gifts in memory of, like maybe someone grew up Memorial. in Key West and now they live in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and maybe they want to give in memory of their parents or their grandparents. I've been I've been getting a lot of those in memory of my mm-hmm. my parents, in memory of my uh, brother, sister, right. whatever. Sure, uh, memorials. Which uh, you know we will list that on the website. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in memory of some of the past pastors at Key West or teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some great sure. pastors and teachers. Yeah. But our, our what we call our donor board is going to be located in Mount Olivet Cemetery. We've kind of got the oh, lo- really? location already set up. Mm. Um, uh, Mr. Leonard is kind of takes care of the cemetery up mm-hmm. there, and we've been talking to him talking about to Pat Leonard over Pat, at the Pat uh, Leonard, funeral where, home, where we are going. To, you know, we got the location picked out already where we we're going to put this, and on that donor board, we're going to list the major donors. Mm-hmm. Those who have given ten thousand dollars or more, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the people that gave one hundred dollars or more are going to be listed on the website. Now, when you talk donor board, are we talking? You're uh, going to carve this in a tree, or is it going to be this, a? This uh, donor board is basically going to be uh, uh, probably like you just saw on your uh, uh, cell phone when you mm-hmm. brought up the. Uh, the website, uh, it's going to be a miniature cross. Oh. Really? In, uh, in, uh, out of some kind of granite type of I, thing? I'm not exactly sure what, what the material. What's the uh, material, yeah. Yeah, what the material is all going to be. But what we had done is um, down at the uh, old KC building on the main entrance, we had a mosaic on the outside entrance on, yeah. the, on the floor. I remember that. With the... Uh, emblem of the Knights of Columbus and we sure. saved that uh-huh. and we're going to probably put that as a base okay. oh my. in front of the cross and then go with the the cross and, and uh, list the major donors on there and then there'll be a a, a, a code that you can uh, go on there with your phone and go right to the website mm-hmm. if you're there mm-hmm. and uh, the website will have history and donors and other information that uh, people can uh, look at without even, uh, you know, leaving the cross. They can go on their phone. So you put quite a bit of thought and planning and and um, consciousness in, into uh, thanking the people to do this. Yeah, and I've, I've been sending out thank yous to everybody that's sent uh, $100 or more. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've uh, been trying to keep up on that. So we had uh, done a mass mailing to the 50003 zip code, which is Key West area and the south part of town. So mm-hmm. I've been getting in a, a lot of uh, mailings with checks from that area right now. Good. And uh, 
Um, so, Larry, we should be keeping Al busy with writing thank you letters. Correct. Right. Doing I spend that. a lot of time doing that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> He's going on vacation with me next week, so we've got to really get him going this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got like a dozen checks in the mail today. Just good. Today, so. Very good. So anybody, $100 or more, but you'll take some thousands, and you've we'll, got we'll, major we'll donors ex- with 10,000. We'll accept a lot of thousands and yeah, tens. 10,000. So, yeah. But are you getting some five, ten, twenty-five yes, dollar donors yeah, yeah. here? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, you know, $25 and up. I mean, you might get one or two, 20 or 10. Sure, but mm-hmm. sure. Most people are, uh, are uh, going to the challenge of here of the $100, mm-hmm. puts your... Put your name on the donor list Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you know that's how all the great things in catholicism were built you know pennies nickels they built all those churches with the average person just throwing in what they could yeah right we're gonna do it again right you talked about the people from key west helping out Mm -hmm. we've been meeting uh, about once a month out of berkey's there with people from key west and it's funny you mentioned about if they all throw in a thousand dollars you know it won't take Mm -hmm. many and one of the fellows there said that Hmm. To, the, to the rest of the people that were in there, he said, mm-hmm. "Why don't we just all throw in a thousand bucks or more?" He said, "We can all afford it." And he mm-hmm. was going on, quite mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, quite helpful. Right. Always <laughs> nice when someone volunteers your thousand dollars. So you're meeting out at Berkey's. Is this the committee, or are you doing some fundraiser information sessions, or? It's been the, the committee meeting out there. Is it? And uh, and you know, listening to what they have, a lot of people from Key West come in and, and talk to us about it. Because so I'd be tempted quite, to go to Berkey's for a burger in there. Oh, yeah, it's great. Like their onion rings over yeah, there. Yeah, it's and, good uh, food. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody would volunteer my $1,000. Yes, your wife probably would. <laughs> yes, she would. <laughs> well, well, you had asked for stories earlier, and Larry gave yeah. us a story, but Al has a great letter what that you got, maybe Al? he would read for us. Well, I uh, received a check in the mail the other day from... Uh, this uh, couple who are telling me, he actually typed up a separate letter and, and uh, sent it to me in the, in the envelope with, the, with his check. And he says, way back when we were a young couple and we had uh, just a brand new uh, uh, baby, mm-hmm. he says uh, we had gone down to Clinton to visit some relatives. And that was the day of the 1973 april 1973 snowstorm baby and i don't know what time they left clinton but by the time they got back to the buick they were pretty well pretty well shot pushing snow by that pushing snow and stuff like that and he mentioned he says once we got past the airport or got to the airport and we saw the blue cross or he mentioned Green Cross. That depends. Some people, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, mm-hmm. I know some people's eyes are different than others, and some people see it green, and some people see it blue. But he says, we knew we were almost home. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, uh, it, it was a, a kind of a relief to him knowing that, that mm-hmm. we don't have far to go. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I think a lot of people in Key West, uh, you know, they've they've told a lot of us that, that uh it's it's always been something for them to look up at or to see or mm-hmm. and they have their own stories to tell or something like that or we used to uh, go up there when we were ki- when we were kids and play in that area or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or uh, we remember that uh, we're coming back from some place and we get to see the cross and we know we're almost home too mm-hmm. so it's it's still a symbol to people of 
of uh, coming home, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I think it's exciting, Al. I mean, Colleen said it twice. The evangelization opportunity to see it. Now we're going to mm-hmm. go up. We're going to go up uh, 25, 30, you know, another uh, 50, 60 feet. We're going to be able to see it from the north side, from the mm-hmm. south side over on uh, Highway 151. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be an inspiration not mm-hmm. just to Key West folks, mm-hmm. but you're going to see this all over town. Mm-hmm. You're going to see it up on Highway 20, I'll bet. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up by uh, Highway 20 in the southwest arterial, perhaps. Well, and, for sure yeah. on the southwest arterial. I exactly. mean, it goes right by the cemetery. For sure you'll be able to look yeah, right the, underneath it. the southwest arterial is in between the cemetery and the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, you guys are all uh, Knights of Columbus, old uh, 510. I'm saying 510 is old, not you guys are old, but old, <laughs> old, old five, 510. How about the other uh, councils around? There's a lot of Knights of Columbus are, uh, around. Uh, yeah, we've been getting some support from uh, the other councils, and uh, we know uh, uh, some have already donated toward our cause. Others are still... Uh, uh, going to have a breakfast or a fundraiser of some sort to uh, help us uh, uh, raise money for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our big contributors that we had when we first started out, uh, right before COVID hit, yeah, when we were just starting to do our fundraising at that time, was the uh, American Legion. Oh, really? The Sons of the uh, American Legion. Up uh, on uh, Delhi there? Up on Delhi. They mm-hmm. uh, had a breakfast for us. And... Uh, uh, raised a, a lot of money for us to get this thing started. Oh, very nice. And uh, uh, Is Duggan still up there? Yes. Yeah, he's still there. Uh, I um, Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck Duggan. Yeah. Chuck, yeah. I don't know what if, what role he plays in it now as far as... Uh, Just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Jack of all trades. <laughs> well, that was nice of him to do that. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And so the councils, the Knights of Columbus, are coming in, and yeah, I, yep. I've yep. received money even from the Cascade Council and you wow. know, the other ones. So well, they'll be able to see it coming out. Of yeah, I think yeah. they yeah. might when they're. I think uh, they might coming down the. Uh, that's the one fifty one right. route. Bernard Cascade, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fillmore, yep. and uh, yeah, Fillmore. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to reach out to. You know, we we we. I don't want this to be a Council 510 thing, but we're doing it. But we like to have the cooperation of all of the KC councils. Always better when you've got some buy-in from yes. uh, the community, isn't yes. it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we always uh, we always do have a food booth at the fair. And this past year, we got a lot of the other councils involved in coming in the work and sharing the profits yeah, and the, yeah. and uh, giving it to their charities and stuff like that. So we want to continue along that uh, that path. Mm-hmm. Do I remember the 2023 fair was among the hottest ever? Oh, it was so hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My gosh. Did, didn't need much gas on the grill to fry those burgers this year, did we? Wow. That was hot. Yeah. I can't think of, I mean, there's a lot of great, Causes and mm-hmm. and nonprofit fundraisers going on, but this mm-hmm. is this is right up there. It only happens once every hundred years, and it's so unique <laughs> yeah. to Dubuque. I love that it's so unique to Dubuque. Definitely, you know, it's really a testimony to the. Well, listen the to what faith. Larry's saying. There's no nobody else in the world, not just the country. Nobody else in the world has this type of 
landmark or 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, no, like that design. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you talked about uh, grounds frozen. We're going in in January. We might pour cement January, February. We're talking 2024. We got to timestamp this because it's going to be in a podcast for a long time, Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, construction spring 24. March, yes. March. Completion just wild. Uh, wild guess. Six to eight weeks after. Wow. That fast. I believe the concrete has to set for 22 days or something like sure. that before we can put the cross up on it. Wow. Any idea what that, uh, the weight of that cross is? Anything? They, they haven't weighted yet. I don't know. Who's yeah. doing the fabrication? Conlon? Yes. They're the ones, they're the contractor. They're, they're the subcon- general on yeah. this. And on, on this. Wow. Yeah. And been, then they've been quite helpful, very, very helpful. Well, of course they are. I mean, Conlon and, company, and yeah. Dubuque uh, for how many generations? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it gets up. It's ready to light. What kind of are we going to have a ribbon cutting or a? Uh, are we? Is it going to be like uh, Clark doing? Christmas, plug in the Christmas lights on Christmas vacation or whatever. All <laughs> right. <laughs> what are we, we going to do? I don't do? know if we've even discussed that I don't, part I yet. Don't, I don't think we have discussed I mean, that we got to have a party. Tom's always looking for a party. We've got to have a party. <laughs> I mean, somebody's, somebody's got to turn the idea. lights on the first time and, and come in, and we got to have a blessing on the cross. We've oh, got, for there, sure. There's got to be some kind of a um, blessing, doesn't right. it? Right, yeah. And you guys don't know, which means you're coming back for the second show sometime oh. before <laughs> before the, the, your party. Before the party. Before your part, the party you're organizing. Go over to Berkey's and that'd and, be great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Stand out on their porch and say, "All right, turn it on." <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Are we out of time? We are out of time. But right. what a great show! Thank you, gentlemen, for coming here today well, and you. educating all of us. Larry Pape and Al Kleesner are here from the. Centennial Cross Corporation, they're uh, raising, renewing, and relighting the beautiful Key West Cross. And you can send a check to Post Office Box 1315 in Dubuque 52004. Or go online at centennialcross.org and donate online that way, but I think we can do it. I think we can get it all raised. No idea what we're going to talk about, Colleen. We're out of time. Again. Not talking about anything. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the the Son, and and to the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tune in again next week. We love you.